It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin, working hard to bring you what's possible for your health. The Freighter and MCW Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Brewtown Trading Company. Brewtown Trading is the number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia, and they're giving away Bears, Packers, tickets at Lambeau Field. Check out their social media or stop into their store for more information. Just tell them I sent you. Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. It is Dallas Cowboys week. That means for fans of a certain age, this has flashback memories that are not the best. (laughs) And then for fans of another age, uh, they only know Aaron Rodgers owning Jerry World. Uh, We'll get to a a full discussion about all of that stuff as the week moves forward. Today, we're going to focus on your questions And I wanted to make sure we had enough time to fully debrief after the Eagles game, take this this extra time because the Packers got extra time. And so I wanted to give us some extra time as well. We get the mini buy going into Cowboys week as well. So we're going to take your questions a little bit later. But I want to start with a redux of what happened over the weekend because a lot of it had enormous implications for what's going on in the NFC and particularly the NFC North as we move forward here. Let's start with what happened in Chicago where the Bears took care of business against the Minnesota Vikings in a wretched game, if we're being honest. It was ugly. Uh, Mitch Trubisky goes out. And that, I think, more than the win... More than the win. I mean, the Bears The Bears win. You expect the Bears at home against a divisional opponent to take care of business. The, the Bears and the Vikings, a pretty evenly matched team. The Bears went 16-6 to in a game where the Chicago defense once again dominated. But 
Mitch Trubisky goes down, injures his shoulder, it appears. We don't know what the severity of that injury is, but he came out in the second half in a sling. You have to believe that th- this is a, a multi-game injury or at least a game. I mean, it's it's hard to think that someone who comes out in a sling is going to be ready uh, to play in, in in a week. I mean, that just seems unlikely, but, I, you know, look. We, we can can rarely effectively speculate on these things when we are not given the actual medical information. All I'm saying is the injury looked bad and he came out in a sling. So I think right now we have to operate under the assumption that Chase Daniel is the quarterback for the Chicago Bears until further notice. And, and I think Green Bay fans have to feel like the Minnesota Vikings, who in my estimation are the more talented overall team relative to Chicago. The Vikings are now 0-2 in the division. They've got the two losses overall on the year. Green Bay has that banked win. Now going to Minnesota is not going to be easy, but knocking Minnesota down and and given the struggles that they've had, I mean, we're already in borderline players-only meeting territory with this team. Stefan Diggs stormed out of the locker room, did not answer questions in the media. It seems no one is happy in Minnesota. And the Packers, they seem to be a very happy team. Even after the loss, they seem to feel encouraged. They seem to feel, feel energized, uh, even buoyed by you know what the offense showed. And moving forward, they have to feel good about where they are in the NFC North, uh, the top team in the division. The Bears and the Packers both 3-1, and one, but obviously Green Bay holding the tiebreaker. The Lions fall as well in a game that, that was extremely well played. They give up the lead late against the Chiefs, and, and you're probably going to give up the lead late to Patrick Mahomes. That's just the reality of that situation. But then there is also what happened on Sunday night. Dallas came into this week much like Green Bay did as one of the last few unbeaten teams in the league and much like Green Bay did will come out of week four as a three and one team. Uh, They went to New Orleans, a, a very difficult place to play and did not look like the team we saw the first few weeks. They fall 12, 10, 12, 10 to the New Orleans Saints with Teddy Bridgewater. This is a team that scored 35 points the first week, 31 points the second week, and 31 points in week three. Now they beat the Giants, Washington, and Miami. And Miami is one of the worst teams of the last 15 years. This was also the Giants pre-Danny Dimes. And they still gave up 21 points to Washington. So for, for Dallas to go to New Orleans and look the way that they did, I mean, they hadn't played a defense yet, and they still haven't, by the way. New Orleans is not a good defensive team. They were 29th against the rush and held Ezekiel Elliott in check. I mean, 29th in rush defense efficiency, and they locked down Ezekiel Elliott. They penetrated. They created problems for Dak Prescott, and that's what Green Bay is going to have to do. At the end of that game, Tyron Smith went down, had to be helped off the field, and had to be carted to the locker room. This is uh, an elite left tackle, and they do not have a suitable replacement, certainly not anyone anywhere near as good as Tyron Smith. If he can't go against Green Bay, then this is an enormous loss for the Dallas Cowboys. That just goes without saying, but when you look at 
what Dallas wants to do better than they did against New Orleans, it is the run game and protect Dak Prescott. Well, that's much harder to do if Tyron Smith isn't on the field. Now, the other part of this game that for our purposes was extremely interesting was how the New Orleans Saints managed to corral Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper was someone who changed the trajectory of the Dallas Cowboys season when they traded a first-round pick for him last year. But in this game, Amari Cooper, five catches, 48 yards on eight targets, 9.6 yards per catch. It's It's not very good. And when you look at the way this Cowboys roster looks right now, Michael Gallup is hurt. The tight ends are solid but unspectacular. And you have to feel good about someone like Jair Alexander handling his business one-on-one. That's something we're going to talk about a little bit later. That plan, how you're going to play this Dallas Cowboys offense. Well, they have the penetrators, they have the pass rushers, and especially if Tyron Smith isn't going to play, they can knock Dak Prescott off his rhythm. This is a first-year offensive coach. I mean, Kellen Moore started off the season red hot, but he is an unproven offensive coordinator, and Mike Patton is the opposite of that on the defensive side. So, you know, Dennis Allen, same thing. Not Dennis Allen, not a superstar. Not a great defensive coach, but was able to do a lot that confused and and put a muzzle on this offensive attack for the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay is going to have to do the same, especially if, you know, let's say Brian Bulaga can't go or Devontae Adams can't go. They have to make it this same kind of game. They have to make it a 12-10 game where you just go and say, hey, Mason Crosby, make a bunch of field goals and, and give us a chance to win. That is a potential workable formula for Green Bay and the way that they match up. I really like the way that they match up in this game. I really like the matchup for Green Bay. Uh, You know, it doesn't mean that they can go on the road and win. But I think after what we saw Sunday night, there is this blueprint and it involves, you know, penetrating interior defenders, which Green Bay has. It, It involves edge rushers who can get home and it involves having a secondary that can that can handle in particular, Amari Cooper, and Green Bay has that. And so that puts them in a great position defensively, even with these issues in the run game. Remember what I said about the 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 New Orleans Saints run defense, 29th in run defense DVOA, run defense efficiency, basically, and they were able to shut down the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay, you know, they're 22nd in rush defense DVOA, third overall, they should have much better success against Dallas. And that's much better success relative to a team that only allowed 10 points on Sunday. And look, I get it. It's Monday. It's tough. The Packers, they lost on Thursday, and then they didn't get a chance to play over the weekend, obviously. That's how that works. And that means you could be sitting there, you got a case of the Mondays, right? And you're hungry. That's why DoorDash was created. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Just open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities on DoorDash. So you might find a new favorite one. Plus, 
door-to-door delivery in all 50 states in Canada, which means you can go to local places or choose from your favorite national restaurants, places like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. And right now, our listeners can get up to $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On. $5 off your first order of $15 or more at DoorDash. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft. And you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. That's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, let's get to your questions here, uh, and and let's start here. This is a this is a, a question that I like because it gives us an opportunity to to jump into a little bit of Dallas and and figuring out where the Packers go from here with this defense. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Uh, Matt from Southern Wisconsin here. Just a question on why were we seeing uh, Redmond out there so much as opposed to having Amos? and Savage in the backfield, um, especially since it seemed like he blew a lot of coverage. And just wondering your thoughts on that. All right. Thanks. Go Pack Go. So here is what I think the thought process is with uh, Will Redmond. So he's a former corner turned safety. And what they wanted to do is play three safeties against this two tight end look. And the reason you want to play three safeties is you want to maintain flexibility 
against the passing game while also being able to hold up in the run game. Now, the problem with this is Will Redman is not very good at either of those things. He is better in run defense than Josh Jackson. He's a better tackler than Josh Jackson. But Josh Jackson is a significantly better cover player. But Redman is also more experienced at safety. He has the entire offseason. Having done this, he went through the conversion. He went through the position change. Josh Jackson is is basically, you know, it, it, he is parachuting into this position. And it's something that I, I think they're they're building him into. Now, I felt like, and I said this after the game, get your best players on the field and figure it out. Josh Jackson is a better player than Will Redman. And so saying, well, Josh Jackson is a, is a cornerback. No, you're already playing him at safety in some of these looks. So if that's the case, then don't put Will Redman on the field instead of Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson is a better player. Now, the difference this week against Dallas is Dallas does play a lot of 11 personnel with three receivers. They play a lot of 12 personnel with two tight ends. They do not have the pass-catching threats that the Philadelphia Eagles have. Very few teams have the pass-catching threats the Philadelphia Eagles have. So you you worry a little bit less. You can play a little bit more traditionally. You can play B.J. Goodson a little bit more. But when they go to that big nickel, who do they want to go to? Maybe they don't go to big nickel. Maybe they just play a more traditional nickel. You bring in Tremont Williams and, and you handle it that way. And I, let me add, because this is not something that anyone asked about, but I think it's a good time to bring it up given our discussion here. I'm going to be fascinated to see what they do with Jair Alexander because Michael Gallup got off to a really good start to the season. He's a very talented player. A lot of people coming out of Colorado State thought that that he was a sleeper in that draft, and he didn't really produce as a rookie the way that he, he maybe could have if Dak Prescott hits him on some deep routes where he's open. The numbers could have been much more impressive, but Dallas really, I mean, Randall Cobb is a nice slot player. He's, he's played well uh, this season for Dallas. He's stayed healthy, which is key, and that leaves really Amari Cooper. He is the one guy in the passing game who can beat you. So is this a week where you say, Jair Alexander, you've got that dude? When the, from the moment he wakes up and has his breakfast, I want you to open his refrigerator door and find you in it. That's what I want. Okay, so that is, I think that is, a, it's an option. It's something that Green Bay could choose to do. That would make it easier for them. And I think this is why the, the improvements at safety are so key. If you only have, as a team, one receiver that you have to worry about really hurting you, it makes it easier for you to say, hey, uh, we're going to put more people on the field who can't cover. You put B.J. Goodson on the field and feel better about it. And that isn't going to hurt you when you have tight ends that can't really kill you in the passing game the way Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard can. Dallas doesn't have that luxury. So when Dallas goes to tight ends, Green Bay is going to go heavy personnel and say, hey, Dallas, we dare you to try and beat us through the air. And whether or not Dallas can do that is, uh, you know, it's a it's a serious question. They struggled against the Saints, albeit on the road, to get their offense going. 
And, you know, I, I, I watched the game live. I haven't had a chance to go back and study it. That's something I will do over the course of the week, of course. I'll be interested to see how they handled uh, their, their personnel usage. Now, it did seem like Marshawn Lattimore shadowed Amari Cooper. And for the most part, that worked. And I think that's a strategy that Green Bay should look to deploy in this game. All right, this is, an, this is an interesting question from Chad in New Mexico. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Through four games this season, I have noticed a trend on defense. Whenever a ball carrier gets stood up or even just wrapped up while running, in these situations, Packers defenders are solely trying to rip the ball out instead of tackling, creating a situation where a runner could, be, could have been brought down after a three- or four-yard gain, but instead they end up with seven, eight, or more yards because nobody pulls them to the ground. I know Patton is emphasizing turnovers. But you can't win games by letting a tackleable opponent gain twice as much yardage as they would have initially. The only turnover the team has gotten from this style of play was Jair on Noah Fant. This seems like inefficient football and I think had a lot to do with the Packers getting beat on Thursday, which is very frustrating. I would love to hear your thoughts. So I understand the the criticism here. And I think there is something in the NFL right now. And, and has been for a couple of weeks or years, really, that NFL teams are trying to create turnovers and trying to go for big hits and trying to rip the ball out rather than wrap up. That is true. And, and again, it's been true for a little while now. I don't think it's why Green Bay lost. Uh, they got out physical. They just got out physical. They got out muscled. They got out worked. And... That is, that's going to happen. Now, you obviously, you don't want it to happen a lot, but it can and will happen. I don't have a problem with them saying, go after the ball. The men, going after the ball, a defensive mentality that emphasizes turnovers is contagious. It permeates your entire team. It is a, it is a state of being, that aggressiveness. So the reason Darnell Savage can poke the ball out of Kirk Cousins' arm or the reason Jair Alexander can rip the ball. I mean, multiple times. How many times this season has Jair Alexander simply ripped the ball out of someone's hand? Ripped the ball out of Noah Fant's hand. Ripped the ball out of a, a Minnesota Vikings uh, flat receiver, his hands. And then ripped the ball out of Adam Shaheen's hand against the Bears. Just ripped the ball. My ball mentality is what it's called. And to have that. And, and to encourage that kind of attitude is a net positive. So there are going to be times when you wrap up a ball carrier and he gets a couple more yards because instead of taking him to the ground, you hold, you're trying to hold him up to let your friends come and punch the ball up. This is taught, by the way. Defensive coaches teach this methodology. And they do so because it is effective. The Seahawks do it and they're really good at it. The Bears do it and they're really good at it. So if you can be good at it, you can create turnovers, and that is the name of the game on defense. A defense's job is not to get stops. Not, in a, not truly. A defense's job, at its core, is to get the ball back to the offense as quickly as possible. That is a defense's job. So whatever, whatever does that job is a good thing. So, no, it, it is not always good to be trying to rip the ball out of an offensive player's arms if it means he's going he's gonna to drag tacklers for 4, 5, 6, 8, 10 yards. No, of course not. But that mentality 
of saying, I want the ball is contagious. It permeates the defensive mindset. And that, to me, is a net positive. That kind of aggressiveness overall is what you want. It's not why Green Bay lost. It's really not, especially not defensively. Green Bay had some lapses in gap integrity. They got beat in the red zone a couple times uh, on plays that, that they probably should have defended much better. And that's the reason they lost, not because they were trying to rip the ball up. All right, this is, this is an interesting question and, and the first real coaching question um, or comment of the season, which is interesting. Hey, Peter, what's happening? Hello, Peter. What's happening? I truly enjoy the accountability, the accountability. Let me be clear about that. Lafleur has towards this team, and he's seemingly taking the loss to heart. No excuses, no blaming the refs, no blaming any player, just saying, I need to do better. Maybe McCarthy said it, and I became stale to it, but I enjoy hearing it from a new head coach taking it square on the chin. Robert from California. I think Matt Lafleur has been more impressive than a lot of fans thought he would be. Been more impressive than a lot of media members thought he would be. I will add myself in that group. He has impressed me more than I thought he would as a personality. And especially when you look at where he was you know, early in his tenure and where he eventually got to. I mean, that is night and day. Just to where he is now from that first press conference, you were just sort of like, oh, where did they find this guy? And now he's in the press conference making jokes. He looks comfortable on the sidelines. It seems like the players generally and and genuinely like him. And that's not a given. You know, just because you're a new coach doesn't mean everyone likes you. In fact, the opposite is often true. I do think there is a little bit of a, well, he's not the old coach for a lot of these guys, but there are a lot of new players on this team. And a lot of new players who are now core players, you know, the free agents, the rookies. And Matt LaFleur has has been able to take that and assimilate himself and create this culture. And, And accountability is the thing. It was something that Mike Patton brought and said, you know, that every player on defense, when Mike Patton first got there, all they wanted to talk about was the accountability. I mean, it's it's incredible. And, you know, it, it I'm not saying that that Mike McCarthy didn't want to hold guys accountable, but I think the equation changes when you have a new guy come in and he is he's sort of like the the new teacher, you know, new school year. And it's like, even if he's saying old things, he's saying them in new ways and he has a new voice. And, and sometimes it's like when, you know, your parents say something and you're just like, yeah, 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 mom and dad, whatever, whatever. But your uncle or your aunt or, you know, uh, a teacher or a mentor or your coach says the same thing and then it clicks. I think sometimes that we can underestimate the value of that in coaching. Just what is the value of just having a new voice in the room? I think there is value there. And so for him to be saying so many of the right things is, you know, I think it's something that has to be encouraging. As I said the other day, this is the opportunity for Matt LaFleur early in the year. It is a opportunity. I don't want to say the opportunity. He's going to have many more. This is his opportunity right now. To respond, and Geronimo Allison had a great quote after the game. He said, "Look, we're going to be 
looking to coach. We're going to be looking to him to see how he responds, see his body language. What vibe does he give off? And we, I know he's going to be looking at us to see how we respond. That is to a self-aware guy, not calling out his coach, but just basically saying, look, coach, we're going to be looking to you. And to have a veteran player, I know he's not an old player, he's not, an, he's not a superstar player, but to have a veteran player like Allison say, coach, we are looking to you to be a leader. It was not a call out. It was a, it was a proclamation of faith. It was a mission statement as if to say, this is what we want from you. And if you can deliver it, we will follow. And that kind of communication, it seems like it's happening between LaFleur and Rodgers. And, and that's another really positive sign in all of this. I, I, I think it is, it is far too early to make any sort of sweeping judgments about the kind of coach that Matt LaFleur is or isn't. But, you know, this is his first opportunity to be tested. You are not truly who you are in the eyes of the public, in the eyes of your team. You have not fully formed your identity And we have not been given truly enough data to form those assessments until you have gone through some level of adversity. And here's the first one. You lose at home to a conference foe in a game where you were favored and your quarterback goes off and your best player goes off on offense, your best non-quarterback player uh, you know, I don't want to, no, no disrespect to, to, to David Bakhtiari, your best skill player, okay, if we're being as generous as possible, Devontae Adams goes ham, and you still lose. That's tough. And now you got to go to Dallas and play one of the best teams in the conference, potentially without some of your best players. How do you respond? And if you're having problems dealing with adversity in the bedroom, BlueChew.com can help. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Remember, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance his performance in the bedroom, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than going to a pharmacy. So right now, go to BlueChew.com, and our listeners will get their first shipment free when they use the promo code Locked On. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to try it free. Listen up, Packer fans. Here is your opportunity to win free tickets to the Bears-Packers game week 15. This game could be for the division, and Brewtown Trading Co. wants to send you and a buddy for free. Brewtown is your number one destination in Wisconsin for buying, selling, and trading sports cards and memorabilia. Here is how to enter. You can go to Brewtown store on 76th and Cold Spring, just off 894 in Greenfield to receive five entries to win when you mention Locked on Packers. While you're there, check out the shop. They're always stocked with the hottest releases of wax from Tops, Panini, and Upper Deck. Plus, they're always interested in your unwanted sports cards and memorabilia. They're always having events, so follow their social accounts for the latest schedule. Use the Locked on Packers hashtag on the Brewtown Facebook page or on Twitter for another free entry to win tickets. 
not local, check out their live breaks on Facebook or have them ship product directly to your house. Again, Brewtown Trading Co. located just off 894 at 76th and Cold Spring in Greenfield. And on Facebook and Twitter, Brewtown, home of the hobby's biggest hits. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed-coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. All right, let's close with this. Hey, Peter. Tim from Milwaukee. What's happening? Uh, I don't really want to hear anything on the podcast other than owning up to the fact that just like Pete Carroll did in the Super Bowl a few years ago, Matt LaFleur just made a terrible, terrible play call in a clutch situation. And you know I'm right. Uh, Tim, with all due respect, um, uh, yes and no. Yes and no. I, I, the first down call, the fade, garbage. Garbage. Uh, the second down call, I liked. And the third down call I liked. The RPO, uh, that was great. It was poorly executed. I liked the play action boot. The, the Packers kill teams with that play. And the fourth down call was a get open call. And Aaron Rodgers makes the play to Jimmy Graham. Now, the play to end the game, I like that one too. It was, again, just it was poorly executed. And then you can add in that it was poorly officiated. So, you know, when Rodgers threw the ball, he sees... Two guys playing Darius Shepard, or at least two guys who don't look to be in position to play Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Each guy recovers. One of them interferes with MVS. And yeah, if he holds the ball for a split second more, Darius Shepard has a touchdown. And I think if Devontae Adams is in the game, he is playing where Shepard is. Rodgers is looking at Adams. And it's either a touchdown because he's wide open or he draws two in coverage. MVS is open for a touchdown because both guys go with Devontae Adams. I mean, everything changes if, De- if Devontae Adams is in the game. I I don't really have a problem with the call outside of the fade. That's the only call that I didn't really like. And the RPO, you know, that is a potential run. I think the Packers score if, if uh, Rodgers hands it to Jones there, but they could have scored anyway. Jimmy Graham didn't give very good effort, and that has been a consistent problem for him. Uh, although it was his best statistical game of the season, these issues continue to crop up. So and I don't know what the Packers do with that moving forward. Uh, but they they got to figure it out. They have to figure it out. All right, the Packers have the Cowboys this Sunday. You know, clearly the Cowboys favored in this game. And, you know, Green Bay has a chance to go steal it, to go and say, you know, we are a team to be reckoned with in the NFC for sure. Dallas had that opportunity last night in New Orleans, albeit without Drew Brees. 
And so here is Green Bay's opportunity to go into Dallas and get, you know, one of the signature wins early in the season. I think the Eagles win in Lambeau was perhaps the signature win for any team early in the year. For the, through the first four weeks, I mean, it's hard to argue there's another better win by a contending team than that one. Uh, and so Green Bay has the chance, second quarter of the season, to go get one in Dallas. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Go subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. We'll have Expert Tuesday tomorrow, Crossover Wednesday, Scouting Report on Thursday, and working to book a guest for that. So hopefully we can uh, you know, have some more interesting Cowboy-related conversations. And then on Friday, we have our live Periscope show that will also be a podcast. Last week, if you haven't checked it out, we did a Periscope-only second Friday show. So we answered questions and, and had further discussions about the Eagles game. So if you need more content, uh, go find me on Periscope, Peter underscore Bukowski. Watch that broadcast. We're going to be doing that again on Friday. And anytime you want to be a part of a show like this one, you can do that by hitting up the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.